Oh, let's get to it. Our guest right now, Jeremy is just going to kill me and it's going to be great. Our guest joining us this morning, he has a match against Sonata at Defy Genesis this Friday, October 27th at the Washington Hall in Seattle. He is the one and only, the classic. Cody Chun joins us now. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's going on? Thanks for having me. I didn't, I didn't think I would uh, be asked to come on the show. Ever. So I'm very happy to be here. It's really oh. early for me, too. Well, one, thank you for joining us this early. Two, did you just see this conversation we had about years? Like, you are here to raise the standards of this show. Because it's, <laughs> it's did, not did, that good of a show, Cody. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, early. Are you over? Are you in, in Seattle or in Washington right now? Yeah, yeah. I currently live in Washington. Okay, so yeah. Oh man, it's seven thirty for you. Oh, I would have suggested eleven thirty to give you an extra hour. I'm so sorry to uh, make you it, get up. It's this all early. good because I got okay. classes soon, so I was like, I got to be up early anyways. Are you Are you in school? Yeah, still in school. Okay, what What kind of classes are you taking? Uh, right now, just taking like a stats class and another English class. I got to get trying to get to radiology. You know, it's a little side hustle just in case. <laughs> I can't, you know, but. Just something to keep me busy, though. Keeps me disciplined. So I, I spoke to uh, uh, Billy Starks in the past, and she has confirmed that she and Nick Wayne would copy each other's homework to, you know, help each other out, and that way they help pass. Do you Are you in this circle of, hey, let me copy your homework to pass all these classes? Nah, because they, they was probably doing it to pass their high school class. <laughs> 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 so I'm a little uh, – I don't think they – I don't think – they're doing college classes right now, you know, because they're wrestling full time. But me, I got to find someone at school that might that might watch wrestling so I can copy off of. But so far, nobody watches wrestling around school. <laughs> uh, tell us about this match coming up uh, against Sonata. I mean, this is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion that, that you're about to, to face this weekend. What was your reaction when you, you found out to it? And what can you, yourself, and fans expect from it? Um, when I first found out, I thought it was it was pretty wild. Cause they got, it got announced that he was coming like as the headliner. And then like, immediately I was like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, it's just like, it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to try to uh, push for that spot. But then they told me like, Hey, I think you're, we're going to have you against Sonata. And I was like, Whoa, the IWGP champ. So I think that's pretty cool to be trusted uh, to go one-on-one -on -one with him. And I would like to like, I can't wait to wrestle him and see what it really is like to be at that top level. The uh, the match itself looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, I want to I want to talk about the appeal and the build of like just the popularity of West Coast wrestling. You're out there, you've been there, you're seeing a lot of people getting their shots out of this. Talk to me about the appeal. I'm I'm in Toronto and Jeremy's in Ohio, so we are we're East Coast guys. We see what we see. Talk to me about West Coast wrestling and its appeal. It's it's honestly really crazy when. When it first really got big popping off, I didn't think a lot of people watched us or, like, had eyes on the West Coast scene. But then, like, I think a year ago, maybe two, two three years ago, Lee Moriarty tweeted, like, I want to wrestle Cody Chun. And I was like, whoa, you you be watching our stuff? And then, like, the more people come to Defy or come to, like, the Northwest, they're like, yeah, I seen your match on this. I seen your match on that. And I was like, whoa, that match was years ago. I'm like, you guys were really watching back then? They're like, yeah. They're like, the West Coast has always been a place to be. Like, everyone's been trying to come here. 
but for me on the west coast i was like to make it i need to go or to be more popular in wrestling, i need to go out of the west coast to the mid uh, to the midwest or the east coast but people are saying that like they need to come here so that blew took me by surprise i was like dang this thing's really popping like that i didn't i didn't know and it was growing right in front of me you know i was kind of like i was like blind to it but now like realizing it like how popular it is now like i'm like whoa how did i not see all this you know i'm happy to be a part of it i'm happy to be like in the middle of all of it I don't know if this is technically your your first like big match because you've been wrestling for a little while before. But the the first time I can kind of remember uh, hearing about you and, and the everything going on to fight was you against uh, Christopher Daniels. Um, mm-hmm. What was what was that match like for you? Because Daniels obviously well established and makes all the the independent appearances and everything. Yeah. But that was part of the uh, the the Super Eights, I believe. But that was the first time I was like, oh, okay, I got to pay attention to this guy. Yeah, that I think that was the big like um the big match for me because it was like the second night of the tournament it was hot as hell in that building it was like in the middle of the summer like august i think so it was like 90 plus in seattle and then we opened and the crowd was just like crazy hot for me i think that's when i really became like a main player i kind of was that match so like i always tell christopher daniels i'm like thanks for you know, dragging me through that match. He's like, no, he's like, don't say that. He's like, it takes two to dance and, and you held your own. So like, I'm always thankful for that. But that was the match I really thought like, um, was like, can I break through the glass and like keep my pace with him? And that really, I think that was it. Let's talk about working outdoors. Let's talk about working in Abbotsford, BC at the Agri-Fair. What's that like working in an <laughs> what's, what's that like what? working outdoors? What you know the agrofair? <laughs> I'm a comedian, of course I know agrofairs. The expo, the agrofair. Come on, Impact Wrestling holds like events at the the X, which is in an outdoor venue once a year, so it's all the same. Talk to me about working outdoors. Man, uh, the agrofair was really fun, man. Like I, we called it like wrestling summer camp because like you would have three shows a day, twelve, three, and seven, and then like so that's three matches a day for three days so nine total matches sometimes you do a little bit more but it was just fun like the matches would be super random like you and you and you you and you and you would just go out there and have fun and wrestle i think agri is like plus like a lot of my um my like the people i train with were there too so we're like all just having good exhibition matches and just trying new things out that's where i really learned to like just let loose and just have fun like there'd be like 10 people sometimes. And then the final show at 7 PM, there'd be like a hundred plus people. I was like, Whoa, now we're really just having fun in here and just doing what we want. So the agri was good memories, man. Like as a young wrestler, those are like the type of reps that you want. Who, who are some of the people that, yeah. that you've uh, trained with? Um, when I first started, I had Invictus Cash and he's still training. And then Darby was there. And then we met Nick, like, really young, like, nine, eight years old. A um, couple more people I remember was a guy named Johnny Flynn, and he was one of my favorites. I think he's, he's still around the scene locally. We had a guy named Chris Ross. I'm trying to think of everyone I really, really started with, like, my first day. But I'm, I loved, like, being the new guy in, in school, like, fresh 18, 18 years old, just, like, looking at people and just listening and just getting the reps in every, like, three times a week. Just going hard for it. 
did you train oh i know you have the the rip buddy wayne in your your twitter bio did you um did you train with buddy you mentioned nick i didn't know if you if you were too young uh to train with buddy yeah um i got to train with buddy at least um for about two years before he uh almost two years before he passed so i got and we got got to spend a lot of good quality time together so we were there like like three times a week and then sometimes he would take us out to dinner pretty much like after our six months I, w- I was going out to dinner with him like every week after practice and just like and i was really skinny i'm still really skinny but he was like whatever you order you like get to because you you need to eat and i was just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, all right but yeah i got to spend a lot of good time with him and so and i, I got to wrestle him twice too like some of his i think probably his last single matches too um yeah it's crazy thinking about it i spend i have spent more time in wrestling without him than with him you know because it was just so early on and it's been like you know time flies now i'm gonna read to you four names you're gonna tell me what they all have in common guillermo rosas daniel mccave judas icarus and alan angels what do they all have in common to you the Cascadia Wrestling you had, Cup. You beat them oh. all in two nights winning the Cascadia Wrestling Cup of Prestige. Talk to me about working that show because you did a lot of wrestling on that second night. That is, Was that the most minutes you put in in one night? And what was the experience like winning that cup and the, the, the whole cup experience? Yeah, I definitely think for sure that's the most minutes I put in one night. I was so like, I remember uh, talking to William, the, the, uh, the guy in charge for Prestige. And I said, so is it two matches? one night and then two the next and he was like no one match one night and three the next and i was like who the hell's wrestling three matches in one night you know and then there and then like as the days get closer i'm like oh shit like really like we're going that was pretty stressful so like after like it was kind of weird like i couldn't i had to i had to try to enjoy the moment like being in the match but then also like, oh man, I gotta go through another one. I might go through another one of these and another one of these. And then the last match with Alan, uh, like we was running on fumes, but it felt good. Like you get that good adrenaline rush. And then as soon as that final three count hits, you're like, whoa, finally I can relax. Like everyone in the back was like eating good, like pizza and like all these snacks and stuff. And I was just like, please save me some or like you know with the smelling salts like i can't like i'm not trying to smell the pizza right now i gotta i gotta wake myself up and go to the marie that was a hard night but like i'm very happy i did it and it was very like um i felt a lot of satisfaction after i feel like there's a lot of like wrestling bucket lists i feel like i need to hit and winning a tournament wrestling three times in one night was definitely one of them what what else is on the wrestling bucket list for you um I think other than like trying to get to like the big promotions and and trying to get like consistent money with it it would i think some of them would be like um an iron man match like in one hour i think that's definitely something like um i want to challenge myself to do because i feel like it's it'll come eventually but i'm like damn iron man match like that is long and there's like a lot of people say there's different styles iron man match like they're like, oh, Brett and Sean knew they were going an hour versus Omega and Okada were going at like a 30-minute pace, but they ended up going an hour. But I'm like, it's still an hour, and that shit is still going to be hard as hell. But that was like, that's like the big one I really 
I keep thinking about in my head, like when I'm driving, I think about like 60 minutes. I'm like, but I think one day it'll come. Other than that, I can't think of, that's like the main one that's like on my mind. So that's like every time I go to practice or like work out, I think about like, I got to work towards that. How about C4? How about your your tag partner we mentioned before, Guillermo Rosas? You two are the prestige wrestling tag team champion still. What's yeah. uh, how'd you guys come together? Was it through training and and really what's the what do you guys want to do together and apart in this business? Mm. I think I really for uh, for a part, which I like. It's like a lot of people in the Northwest are like, I wish you guys would uh, team up at Defy and Prestige. But I, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but we, you know, we get really good singles experience and we get really good tag team experience together at two different promotions at in the Pacific Northwest, which I really like. And then um, for singles, like with Guillermo, I really want him to start wrestling more luchadors. Like he's really inspired by like the classic CMLL stuff and like his idols like Negro Casas. And I'm like, man, I like you need to, someone needs to put you against all these like classic luchadors, you know? And then he got the team with like uh Hoovy and Super Crazy not too long ago. And he's team with Super Crazy a lot. But I'm like, that's your style. Like you love all the luchador stuff. We gotta bring it back. And like he doesn't do a lot of flying, um, like most luchas do, but like he does all the grappling that uh, luchas used to do, you know? And um but as a team, we first started C4, it was me and Clark Connors, but now Clark is being cool guy uh, you know, with the IW gp junior tag belts you know and bullet club and all that you know he switched up but uh when he left to new japan back in the day um it was just i was just kind of left alone at prestige so i wrestled guillermo one-on-one and then as soon as we got to the back william was like i think you guys should be the new c4 like you guys kind of fit each other plus we are we train together and we hang out pretty much every day i talk to him pretty much every day um since we started training together until now and then they're like, yeah, I think you guys should be C4. And then we're like, what about the name? Like, we're not C4 no more. And we're like, we're like CCGR. And then we're just like, nah, let's keep it C4. <laughs> like, it's just easier to say. So now like, we get to have good, like, great tag team matches. And I feel like our, like, last year as a tag team, like, really put us on, like, on the tag team indies. Like, it was, you know, it's kind of different from being an a indie single guy. But tag team seeing uh tag team indies was a lot more fun and we we got to meet a lot of good people and we went like pretty much all across the united states last year as a tag team i was gonna say the name is gonna might have to be like c squared uh gr yeah. something like that is, is where you would have to go <laughs> um you've made a you've made a handful of appearances in aw dating back to even the the pandemic times uh working there at the at daily's place what what have your experiences at at aw been like first you know working at daily's during the pandemic and then the the most recent one um in seattle yeah um that that pandemic one was was crazy because i didn't like i got invited and i didn't tell nobody like plus i'm i'm i don't know why i'm like that I say because I like surprises in wrestling, but I straight up just don't tell people anything at the same time. So like people didn't know until the graphic dropped. Um, and then, then my phone was blown. I remember I was at work just like chilling on like Saturday morning and they dropped like the matches for the week for dark. And then my graphic was on there and people started blowing up my phone. Like, what, when'd you go? When'd you go? Dude, 
oh man, you're gonna have so much fun in Jacksonville. Like I already did the taping, but people, <laughs> <laughs> people thought I was like on the way to Jacksonville. I was like, yeah, but like the only guy I really knew in uh, AEW during the pandemic was like Darby. So like, and Darby's really like, uh, he keeps to himself. He knows that he's not really in the locker room like that. So like, we was just straight up changing like in the hallway. Like there's that entrance of uh, of Mox and Eddie Kingston at Daly's place. You know, when they bust out to Daly's place and like the crowd goes crazy. Like right there was where I was changing because like Darby was like, yeah, I just put my stuff here. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just changed right there. Didn't know it was like just a regular hallway. And then people were like, man, you know, there's trailers in the back. You know, like you can put your stuff on the back of the trailers. And I was just like, I'm already changed. Like I'm just still here. But it was just like, I remember just like waiting all day because I didn't know nobody. And I didn't want to like step on anybody's toes or get anybody's like, or just like be annoying to people, you know? But at the same time, like you got to go out there and say hi and introduce yourself and try to make conversation. Small talk is always good. Um, but yeah, like during the pandemic, I was just like, all right. And then I got to wrestle like, uh, Ricky Starks, which I would love to have a rematch because I thought he was awesome. And then, uh, we like the first night we did that tag team against Angelico and Jack Evans, but the second night against Ricky Stark, I was, I was like, that was really fun. And I got to the back and, and Darby was watching. He was like, that was really good selling. That was really good. Like he's really intense all the time. So that was really good. So as long as he says it, you know, like, and I look up to him a lot. And obviously, like we start, I started, or when I started training, he was there from the start. So like it was nice to have him there. But then versus now, it's kind of like I've done a lot more taping, so I know a bit more of the wrestlers in the back. And I've done like been to Atlanta, so I met a lot of them there too. So now it's kind of like more relaxed. Like I can make jokes or wrestle them on the indies, you know, make jokes and and catering and then take a lot of catering because man i don't i don't get food like this <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's it's really fun now and i like i like being there and you know hey man i know i know my role like i'm gonna get my like five seconds of fame right here in this ring before will hobbs music hits you know i'm gonna do my thing with the crowd but then as soon as it hits and the bell rings like it's game time let's go all right we're gonna play a little game so you mentioned Swerve, or you mentioned Darby, and I'm going to take out Swerve because, you know, you faced them, you've done this. We're going to play a game called Promo, Partner, or Punch, okay? These are people you're going to have a promo off with, one you're going to partner with, and one you want to punch in the face, have a one-on-one -on -one match with, okay? Here are your three names. You got Brian Danielson. These are all people from Seattle, by the way, or, or at least Washington State. Brian Danielson, Masahiro Chono, and Josh Barnett. Promo, Partner, Punch. Okay, so promo is like we just go in the ring and like yeah, get promo one off. Just have a promo off talky talk. So it's promo partner punch. You got it. Um, promo partner punch. This is a new thing, by the way. You you are springing this on Cody. Joel. I broke them. It's great. We've never, never done anything like this on our show. I'm bringing it back again too. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm first. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna go partner with Josh Barnett because that guy can tie me up in a pretzel, and I'll be at Auntie Anne's <laughs> on the discount section. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
partner, Josh Barnett, you know, would not want to see that guy in the back alley of a 7-Eleven. So I want to be on his side when that happens. Yeah, I get it. Uh, part, part, so promo or punch? I'm going to go promo with Chono. Yeah. Um, just because I think that would be interesting. And, and I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to punch Daniel Bryan. <laughs> we got to do this. You know, Seattle boys, Aberdeen, Aberdeen versus Seatag. We got to do it. You know, there's a lot of big speculation that he's coming to the, you know, West Coast Indies. And, you know, um, again, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I, w- I do want to throw my, my name in the hat for that. So I would do, I would do punch against Darren Bryant. Or kick. Yeah, as a, he, he might kick. Uh, he did the, the interview where he's like, you know, talking, he, he puts over to Fi a lot. Um, mm-hmm. said like, yeah, I'll show up, just wrestle in a mask. Like, don't tell anybody it's me. I don't want to be, uh, yeah. don't, I don't want to be promoted or anything. Just want to show up, do the match, wrestle how you would not expect Brian Danielson to wrestle, and then go home and everything. Yep. So you never know. If they give you some random mask guy that you never heard of, it might be Brian Danielson. <laughs> he was yeah. he was Ultimo Dragon in your trios match. I just wanted you to find that out. You, Nick Wayne, and actually Brian Danielson. It wasn't Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. No wonder we didn't see him until he did his entrance. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody, really appreciate you you joining us this morning. Um, good luck. Good luck with school and everything. Good luck this weekend against Sonata, and let everybody know where they can find you at. Um. Twitter, Instagram. I don't really use Facebook. Um, so Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, but it got a little YouTube videos and I, you know, I try to be consistent with it. It's kind of hard, uh, but it's all classic Chun. Uh, classic is just spelled classic. And then Chun is two H's. So C H H U N throws everybody off, throws me off too, but hey, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of iconic now, I guess. <laughs> is there a reason for that? <laughs> no, nah, they, I didn't really know until I got to high school and then my JV baseball coach was like, um, just exposed myself for playing JV right there. But um, he was, <laughs> he was like, are you Chinese? And I was like, I think part Chinese. And he's like, cause your last name has two H's. He's like, that's a common Chinese, uh, like traditional thing. And then now I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that does make sense. You know, I think I played, well, I think I've seen like a lot of two H's and uh, Chinese names so I think that's where it comes from but at the same time I was just like I don't know but now I think it's because of that but at the same time but growing up I never knew and it's crazy like growing up people never could pronounce Chun right you know in school or like just like at jobs or something they'd be like Chun or Chun I'd like Chun but now like fast forward you know now that I'm wrestling like people have puns about it people are like Chuntastic, Chunamese, you know, I'm like, what? I went from not people not knowing how to pronounce it to people like doing all this with my name. So I think that's pretty cool. It's like oh, a nice big circle. By the way, just as we're, we're, we're cutting this off uh, or finishing up uh, on the Genesis poster, it has you listed as uh, Sotara. Mm-hmm. Is that is that government name? Is that another nickname? What's I just I'm curious about that. Oh, that's that's government. They got they got my full government name on that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, but uh, we was you know I was talking to the Defy staff and I was like you know they're like where do you want to go with like this character or, like with yourself like how do we how can we start branding you you know how, like can we use more of your Cambodian influence and your culture to, you know in your character I was like definitely um, so we're gonna try to you know try to switch that up. And then that's why I brought Satara out. And even at AEW, like the first time they used Satara Chun, which is because like 
they already had a Cody there, you know? But then, um, so I was like, yeah, just call me Satara Chun. And then it, I guess now it's like, and that's the same thing too about like the, the last name Chun, like people didn't know how to say Satara. So like, and that's why kindergarten, first, second grade, you know, teacher would struggle with it. And then I was just like, call me Cody. Like my parents would just like, call him Cody. So that's why Cody stuck with me. People are like, what's your name? And I'm like, Satara. Like, what's your middle name? Cody. They'd be like, what? But I'm like, yeah, you know, us Caribbean's got like secret names, got long names. So, but yeah, we're going to start using that and hopefully start, you know, mixing some more Cambodian influence in, in my stuff. Awesome. I had to ask. I'm glad I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, get, get, get the plugs. I want to make sure you get a chance to run through everything in case we missed anything when it comes to the plugs. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, I'll, yeah, Twitter. Instagram at Classic Chun, YouTube at Classic Chun. At school, I'm just myself. Um, <laughs> but then, oh, little Charlie's. Oh, there it is. Yeah, let's go. What is what is the doggo's name? His name is Charlie. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like the C alliteration you have going on on all of this. Yeah. Totally <laughs> random name. Totally random. I wanted the name of one thing. My parents are like, "No, we're gonna call him Charlie." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> again cody good luck uh this weekend against sonata good luck with school good luck and just everything in your future really appreciate you getting up early joining us um yeah man enjoy this weekend have fun thank you guys thank you so much for having me on thank thanks you. man good luck bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.